22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Don't try to fight it, everyone. Fall is coming. You can feel the chill in the air. You can see the revival of the turtleneck. Oh, and you can also spot the first appearance of freaking Christmas displays in retail stores. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 171. I'm one of your hosts, The Captain. And with me, as always, is the man who's been known to walk by a random Starbucks and whisper to the patrons entering, um, did you hear about the pumpkin spice shortage? MFG Mike, the finance guy. I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. I know that. That's Day Live. That's Roddy Piper. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I got lucky on that one. <laughs> I'm like, I gave that. I'm like, I'm like, if you didn't get that one, you would just be worthless. Because I know right. you're Mr. Wrestling. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. And the guy you don't hear with us, but he's here, I promise, <clears throat> is our other illustrious host, and he's the man who's known for raking leaves into a pile in front of his house, then asking the neighborhood kids to jump on it, failing to mention that underneath the pile is concrete. RT Square off the tech. That only happened once, and it's allegedly. And you can't prove it. You can't prove a damn thing. (laughs) So the other day, while I was climbing the mountains... Breaking my leaves. (laughs) While I was climbing the mountains of Jupiter, a thought occurred to me. It's pretty suspicious how all the water on the Earth has always existed. And yet, once it's sold to you, it suddenly has an expiration date. Huh. Very true. Huh. I got one word for you. Chemicals. Chemicals. Chemicals expire. Water doesn't. Listen. Just saying. Actually, actually still saying. water actually becomes dangerous after a while. I think. I'm, I'm just saying. Does it? I'm just saying. Big it's water. I'm on to you, all right? I know what's going on. You can't silence me. Not as much as big oil can because they pay the big bucks, but big water... You're going to have to pay to keep me quiet. Ralph the Tech was found drowned in his home three days later. <laughs> in a pool of all fresh right, Poland right. spring water. All right, all right, QAnon, let's not do these theories. Okay, so today we'll be, taking, we'll be talking about another Disney movie that took an animated story and turned it into a live-action feature. Can it stand on its own, or it doesn't even hold a candle to the original? We shall see. As we discuss the movie, the live-action movie of Disney's Milan, Mulan, excuse me, because Brock always said that, mm-hmm. not Milan, Mulan. Mm-hmm. But first, Mike hears about geek stuff. Mike reads about geek stuff. Mike tells you about geek stuff. That sums up this segment. Here's the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cat. All right. Now, remember when you subscribed to DC Universe because you wanted to watch TV shows and not read anything? Yes. Well, that bar- yeah, that barely lasted a year. Uh, <laughs> the DC Universe streaming service will be rebranded in 2021 as DC Universe Infinite. Now, evidently, Infinite in this case means without any new series, classic TV shows or movies, or DC Universe originals. All of that is migrating to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. What this means, yeah, what this means is DC Universe Infinite is just comics or as it is marketed quote the ultimate comic book subscription service end quote 
And by ultimate, they mean instead of access to 23,000 comics, you will get access to 24,000 comics, all for the same subscription price of $7.99 without all those pesky movies and TV shows getting in the way. I had a conversation with Troy the other night. Shout out to Troy. Um, and we were talking about this. And I guess because he has HBO Max, he's like, I don't mind. I'm like, you don't mind? No. We, we, we went, when we went into this venture of DC Universe, we were supposed to have shows. And then, he, and then here comes Warner Brothers and fucked it up. It was a really good idea when they first came out. I was really surprised. But I'm not surprised that DC fucked it up. Yeah, nah. That doesn't surprise me at all. But all right, so, what do you think about that? Yeah, Ralphie, what you got? Don't they already have... They do. They have a DC Comics app. So... Nah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't understand this either. So, yeah. So, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. So... Just so yeah, you can watch exactly. it. So you're going to read comics on the TV. That's what I want to do. Which is so inconvenient. It's so inconvenient. Yeah. All right. But anyhow, uh, sometimes you lose faith in casting director's abilities. Other times, they get Tatiana Maslany to headline Disney Plus' She-Hulk. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. So excited about that. Uh, the heavily lauded star of Orphan Black was tapped to play Jennifer Walters, the pre-gamma transformation portion of the hulking she-monster. The show will bring uh, lead writer Jessica Gao from Rick and Morty's third season to the series. She-Hulk is slated to premiere exclusively on Disney Plus with production to begin in early 2021. So, hmm. my question. So, do you question. think they're going to go the CGI route with, uh, with her? I would think so. I, 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 I'm, they, I didn't read anything, but I, I was thinking they'd do that versus hire a, a model, a, you know, a, a bodybuilder. Right. Because, you know, because... She-Hulk isn't, like, massive, like... Uh, like Hulk is, you know, you could actually have not a, as, but yeah, yeah, she's ripped, but she's not like massive. I mean, or at least the shows that we're comfortable with in the, the comics now, yeah. she's as big as the Hulk. Really? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. you don't want to know why. <laughs> yeah, you. No, no, actually, rap one day when you get a chance, find out why that's going on. Just say. But I do agree with Mike and, and and both of you guys that um, I think the digital route would probably be the best. I think in order of height also because you want her to look seven feet tall that's just me i don't know how you guys feel well she's just such a great actress that i don't i mean look i mean the thing is too she hulk is completely competent it's you know she's she's not uh she doesn't have that hulk stupid kind of conversation she she you know she can still be a full functioning lawyer as a she hulk so like to have a whole other actress playing her and either doing her own lines or having uh, Tatiana have to dub over her, that would be weird. Right. Like if I, I want Tatiana Maslany the entire time because she's just such a remarkable actress. I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that we're getting a She-Hulk series. I, I, I think yeah. for many times during the podcast, we've talked about, you know, um, She-Hulk coming to TV. But, you know, I mean, we're, we're getting it. So let's see how they do it. Yeah. They better not fuck it up, because if, if they do, then Mike is going to have to write a strong letter. Mike, Mike smash. And, and by <laughs> by strong letter, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. right, Mike? I'm looking at you, Mike. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, wanna, okay. I know what you, you mean. You okay. mean, mean writing a letter with his other hand? Oh, that's a joke from off the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. And, and finally, oh, this is going to amuse everybody. Uh, in search of the hidden Snyder cut, fact or myth? The teasingly anticipated Justice League Snyder's Cut, which at one point was 
only a hotly demanded rumor before being confirmed to exist, uh, with only the need of $30 million to complete, is now costing HBO Max $70 million and counting. The, the, the mostly complete, that's in huge air quotes, Snyder's cut was originally budgeted with no plans for reshoots, relying instead on unused footage. Now, the unwieldy testament to a director's ego will use part of that increased money to film additional footage, including scenes with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ben Affleck as Batman, and Ray Fisher as Cyborg, as well as for post-production. Now, many friends, listeners, and colleagues of me, the smoking hot MFG, have poo-pooed my criticism of the Snyder Cut as having been a non-existing money grab that has only been enabled by whining DCEU fans in search of a good movie from the franchise. Now, right. But maybe the words, yeah, but maybe the words from Warner Media head uh, Bob Greenblatt in May of this year will help you see the truth. Quote, it isn't as easy as going into the vault and there's a Snyder Cut sitting there to put out. It does not exist. Zach is actually building it and it's complex, including new VFX shots. It's a radical rethinking, radical rethinking now of that movie, and it's complicated and wildly expensive. I'll just say I wish it was just $30 million and stop there. It's an enormous undertaking and very complex, end quote. Now, by the way, perhaps you noticed the absence of Henry Cavill as Superman from the list of returning lead actors. According to Cavill, quote, not shooting anything additional, no. It's all stuff that's already been done. Obviously, I don't know how things are going to evolve and change and adapt depending on now a different length of movie and whatever may happen in post-production. Whatever lessons may be learned from what is, what is it, four years since Justice League came out? Four years worth of fan reaction. For me, I'm now just watching the party, end quote. That is a man saying, like, it's a shit show and I'm avoiding it. This <laughs> <laughs> is my stop. I'm getting off. But so, so yeah, that's the end of my stuff. But like, but I just want to put that out there. Like, as I've been saying from the very beginning of it, like, like the head of Warner Media said, it does not exist. They are building it. Here's <laughs> you know? what I think it is. And, and I mean, the head of Warner can say it all he wants. I've heard head, heads of companies say shit and then not be true. Here's what I'll say. I think that there was part of it. I guess there's unused footage. There was footage that was not completed. And I think that exactly what you're saying, which is unfair, you're like, if you're saying that the Snyder Cut is complete, it's not complete. There are probably pieces that he's adding on like Legos. Like, oh, I get another. Well, three, but again, months. having having cuts on the on the floor is not a cut of a film. That's just pieces of film. What yeah, I'm saying I'll, is, people people kept claiming there is a Snyder Cut. There was never a Snyder Cut. He never put his movie together. You see what I'm trying to say? There was yeah. never a cut of the film that was not shown. There was no cut. They're making the quote-unquote cut. That's the difference, and that's what I've been trying to say from the very beginning. And if there was a cut, it wouldn't cost them $70 million <laughs> to keep finishing it. You know? So wait, the I, cut was a lie? No. The cut no, was a lie? Mike's Mike saying is an exaggeration, which I, I understand what he's saying. He's saying it's an exaggeration. He's saying, you know what? There's pieces that, that are missing, but it's not a complete film. He didn't put it together. Because remember, when, when it was time for him to put it together, he had his he had his tragedy, so then right. they called on Joss Whedon, and Joss Whedon said okay, and then he totally re-edited it. But you know, I mean, we'll, yeah. I'm still excited to see it. I still want to see what what's going on. But there's nothing that says it's going to be bad. I mean, it, let's just put it this way: really? if it really, is Mike? bad, <laughs> there's nothing that says it'll be bad. I'm not expecting much at all out of this. I'm expecting a lot of hope and a prayer. But if it is bad. He has no excuse because he's had four years, and like he said, like like even the the uh, head of the thing says they're reshooting it. So 
there's no excuse you're making a bad movie now. You you should know all the crap that happened and what went wrong. So, and also if this tanks, HBO Max is going to be hit hard. Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe for comic book fans, because HBO Max has so many things going for it that I don't think it's um, the weight of its success lies in the Snyder Cut. It's a it's a chunk from the comic nerds, but not from everyday people. People are still going to love HBO Max no matter what, because Friends is on it, but that's another story. <laughs> so is that all your quick news, Mike? Oh, yeah. All right, good. Good job. And Ralphie, do we have any quick news? I hear your phone's going off. Um, Tell the hookers to leave you alone. You're doing a podcast. I've tried. They just, you know, can't get enough of me. Good job, Daddy Longstrong. <laughs> Any news? Um, well, for those of you who enjoy New York Comic Con and the lottery aspect, you can still um, apply for the, the prize lotteries for, like, Funko and those exclusive products. The only thing is really? now you'll be buying it online, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. But you'll, really? You'll still have to apply for the lottery. Yeah. Well, at least it's not us waking up at seven, uh, nine o'clock in the morning and me, you, Mike, and Joe. Shout out to Joe. Um, <laughs> organizing tickets and that such. Or organizing where to meet up and that such. So, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, quick question. I'm sorry, Ralph. Did you got, were you going to add? Well, I just want to say I want to see how uh, this new. Um, online Comic Con is going to be like because they've already released a lot of uh, uh, panels, informations, and what they're going to be having. So it's, it's going to be interesting because now you could actually see everything because it's pretty sure it's going to be recorded and, and it'll stay up. Right. I would imagine. I hope so. Um, has anybody heard word about Henry Cavill re signing as Superman? No. I thought I had read that the other day, but I think they were close to re signing him. For a multi-year contract, but I think I'm. I, I would. I, I would be surprised that he would want to go through that again. Really? Money or no? I. I. I yeah. I would really be surprised. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that you know, I think that he kind of got a raw deal with you know once they did um, um, Superman versus Batman, and then you know, th- those were str- it, he should have gotten a sequel. Superman should have gotten a, a straight sequel by himself. Because if they're saying, okay, Zack Snyder's first movie was dark, let's see what the second movie was going to be. I just thought Batman versus Superman came a little bit too soon. That's just me. So, I, I just really don't see him wanting to be in that fold again. It's just, it, I mean, just for the fact, simple fact that he doesn't even seem to be interested to want to reshoot the Justice League movie. It's like, I don't, I think he's realizing, look, he's a big enough star. It's like, why do I want to go into something that's just going to have so much haters? and whatnot involved in it when I can just go on and do other movies. I've already had my stint. I've already, you know, my face is on merchandise. If they want to use anything of that, I'm going to get royalties from that. I right. just really, at this, like, it's, if it was hot off of the other movie, sure, but this many years later, I, I personally just don't think he's into it. You know what? There's a part of it, and, and we have to go to the main part of the, of the show, but I'll say this. At what point do you say, I don't want to do it with stress? At what point do you say, I'm getting pizzed. I'm getting paid. I'll be okay. The only person I've seen that said, I don't care what money you give me, I'm not doing it again, is Daniel Craig with James Bond. He's like, I don't care what you pay me. If you see me in another James Bond movie, they freaking open up the Brinks truck. But he's the only one that I've heard say that. Usually if you pay somebody well enough. Well, actually, actually, the last movie, Spectre, he was just like, before that, I'm tired, I want to do this. 
And then they offered him forty million dollars to do Spectre. So you know, offer me forty million dollars, yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, but no, I mean, I, there's like honestly, don't forget, like I mean, depends on his money situation. It also depends on what he wants to do. Maybe you know, because if he keeps making Superman movies, and if they're not the best Superman movies, it's just ruining his career and his fan base. I mean, it's like that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you want to go back? Why would you already want to go back to something that you've already experienced the bad side of? It's like dating an you're, ex not, all over again. Yeah, it really is. You're not going to get anything else better out of it. In fact, you only have harm to your actual career at this point. You know? Yeah, I just, I just hope none of my exes listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I just realized after I said it, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. And now Ralph lifts his head. Fuck you. <laughs> I've been listening. That's what the headphones are for. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to the main thing, gentlemen. Let's talk about Disney and their obsession with taking all their movies in their library, in their cartoon library, and making them live action. So now let's talk about Disney's live-action Milan. And Mulan. Jesus Christ. Okay, Mulan. Milan is in now. Italy. No, Milan is in Italy. Not the way he says it. Wow, okay. <laughs> and with a synopsis, is the guy who knows Italy better than we do, MFG Mike the Finance guy. Hey, back to me. Sorry, guys. There was an interruption between me speaking. Alrighty, uh, Mulan is the live-action adaptation of the 1998 Walt Disney classic of the same name, but this version is probably closer to the Chinese folklore title The Ballad of Mulan, written approximately 1,600 years ago. Unlike the Disney original, the new film is a drama, not a musical. The film was directed by Nikki Caro from a screenplay by Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, Lauren Hynek, and Elizabeth Martin. The live-action production differs in tone and sometimes characters from the animated film in order to bring some elements in line with today's political climate. The movie cost $200 million, but due to coronavirus restrictions in most countries, including the U.S., there is no domestic return and has only generated $57 million worldwide. Mulan has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 75% with an audience rating of 51% and a Metacritic score of 67 out of 100 with an audience of 28 out of 100, which is weird. All right, <laughs> synopsis. What happens when you take a 1,600-year-old story, add talking animals, dragons, and musical numbers, then take them away? You get panned by a butthurt generation that happily encourages remakes then routinely pisses on them for not replicating the original. Mulan is the story of a woman who protects her family by refusing to be limited by her expectations in society while still fighting for that society. Now, it's a society where men have a really hard time recognizing women when they're not wearing dresses, but it's a society nonetheless. Now, if chasing chickens across rooftops is your thing, this movie's got it. If having a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent infiltrate your battle is your thing, this movie's got it. If you were looking for Dumbledore's Phoenix, this movie's got it. But if you're looking for a wise cracking dragon, yo, I got one dragon on the ground right here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's starring Yifei Liu as Hua Mulan, uh, Donnie Yen as Commander Tong, Jason Scott Lee as Bori Khan, Yosan An as Chang Honghui, Gong Li as Xi, uh, Xian Yuang, uh, Jet Li as the Emperor of China, Tai Ma as Hua Chou, uh, Rosalind Chow as Hua Li, Zana Tang as Hua Xiu, Ran Yuan as Sergeant Qiang, Jun Yu as Cricket, Nelson Lee as the Chancellor, and Chang Pei Pei as the Matchmaker. All right, let's start talking about Mulan, the live action version. Yeah, I want to hear all you people say all those names correctly, by the way. Oh, dude, I was going to say, props to Mike, the finance guy, for sweating through that. I Once he said even the first try. two, I'm like, oh, man, oh, man. It's like reading a, reading a Chinese menu. It's awesome. 
<laughs> so, so before, so before we start talking about Mulan, let's press that spoiler button and use that saying that we paid so much money for. Warning: The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So, if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I wonder if he saw the movie. I pretty much doubted, but. That spoiler warning, not that saying, that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush, 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 stush. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> Thank you. It, 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 that almost represented the gong that we usually press. We haven't pressed in a while, but I think after Ralph's thing, I think we need it. All right, people. <laughs> Ralph's let's thing. Let's talk about it. My God. Whoa, relax, relax. All right, so let's talk about it. Live action Mulan. And Mike talked about it in the um, in the synopsis about the differences between the live action and the anim- the animated um, one. Now, let me ask you, Mike, before I ask this question, did you end up seeing the animated version? Yep. Okay, so you watched both. Okay. So, mm-hmm. which um, one did you hate more? Well, hold on. Let's get there. Let's get there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about hate yet. Um, oh, I know, Mike. Now. Let me ask you this. Um, in general, because we've seen a couple of these things where they have um, animation versus live-action versions of the same property. What do you feel is necessary, in general, to carry from one version to the next? If you're doing a, a, an adaption of an animated classic and you make it to live-action, what is something you feel like is necessary to carry over to the, to the live-action version? Well, I mean, it just all depends on what you're doing. Like, if I'm not sure if Disney itself considers this an adaptation or not, or if they just consider it their own retelling live action. I think they do consider it an adaptation, but um, if it is, then it would be weird because it's so unlike the original material. So that, like, you know, if you're if you're going to make a musical out of the first and then re, you know adapt it, then it should still be a musical. Right. Um, it should everything should be tit for tat. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they specifically consider it a adaptation or if they just consider this a live action Mulan. Okay. Which is wiser and, and it works for me if that is the case. Okay. Ralphie, how do you feel? What is something, and you can talk about Mulan and you can talk about it in general. If you have an animated, ver- an animated version of a, of a movie and then you make it into a live action property, what is something that should carry over? Something that they should bring from one to the next? <clears throat> Honestly, I don't really think there's anything necessary for it to actually carry over. As as long as you make a good movie, that's all that really matters. You, you can, it doesn't even have to be a, a musical. I mean, if you like musicals, sure, that's nice. But as long as, like, this wasn't a musical, you know. So, it it to me it it worked well, and it didn't have to be based on uh, the original animated movie just because it existed, you know. Right. Okay. That's why I said also before that it it actually feels more like the actual original um, folklore than it does the other movie because it, they're, they're very distinctly dissimilar. Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Actually, let's, let's go right for it. What did we like about the film? Let's go right there. Usually I, don't, I haven't done that in a while, um, but let's talk about that real quick. What is something that we like about um, this version of Mulan? You don't, you don't have to compare it to the animated version, just on its own. What did you like about it? I did like the fact that they, I mean, again, this this movie has problems. Um, not, again, the Metacritic has 20 out of 100. I don't have that kind of problem with this movie. Um, 
I mean, it has problems. It definitely has problems, of course, if you're going to compare it with the other, because they're not, like I said, they're very dissimilar. But it, it, it couldn't stick with a lot of its ideas very long or too strongly. But I did like the fact that, all in all, this movie was probably closer, especially for a Disney film of, you know what? This is about um, sisters that are doing it for themselves. Like, it really was, I am an independent woman trying to make my way uh, I don't, and not, and not in like any something that makes men shaking their boots. That she's not a man hater. It's just like mm-hmm. it's it's about a woman actually taking care of her own business. And I thought that part, for the most part, they held on really strong, and I like that. In the okay. So what you're saying, Mike, is 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 that they shouldn't be saying, "Oh, here she comes! Watch out! She's a man eater." They shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Right. The fact that you know that song yeah. is amazing. It's amazing. I have a lot of hidden titles. You should. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, <laughs> non-dominant handwork is another thing. So just what keep them you? hidden. <laughs> Ralph, is there something that you felt like you know that you definitely liked about this movie? I definitely enjoyed uh, most of the fight sequences. I thought they were, for the most part, pretty well choreographed, and because um, it's just it had a very um, Crouching Tiger esque style to it, which I quite enjoyed. The, the Wuxia, this thing has that Wuxia kind of ballet and and uh, wire play feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing that I I, I didn't really enjoy. Oh, don't, don't don't say don't like because that's my next question. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't say don't like because <laughs> you know let's do likes first. Okay. Um, don't like. I enjoyed the fight sequences. Um, visually stunning as well. Just like. Great, great, mm-hmm. um, uh, great scenery, you know, especially when she's, uh, the scene where she's on the, on the horse traveling through the, the land to get to the army and you see the, mm-hmm. the Phoenix in the sky, just that shot of the mountains there. It was, it was really, really beautiful. Yeah. It, it makes you. She did enjoy. It makes you yeah. forget like how beautiful China actually is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, um, I also I did enjoy the tone, even though that is heavily criticized. But again, it's heavily criticized by people that keep comparing it to the animated film. I enjoyed the tone of it because I mean, it's war. It's 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 not it's not like we're at war. Let's laugh, have fun, and sing songs. Yeah, it's war. With that, especially if you're if you're saying here's you know here's a movie about war, but this is a movie we've done before. We just call it another movie. Figure something out. There's so many things that it's almost like, okay, his name is Spider-Man, but he has bug eyes and six legs. He's no longer Spider-Man, but we're using the name. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not really like this. I mean, think about it. What's Dude, changed besides... No, I mean, no, no. Uh, okay, it, it, the move, the move... Well, no, she didn't have mutant power. She was channeling Chi, which they made it very clear in the movie, which is very much of the Chinese uh, myths and philosophies and their yeah. beliefs. I mean, totally this is actually different. This, right, but this is honoring much more china than it is disney so that's why i'm like i'm watching the original and i'm like oh this is i yeah, don't know if, i don't know if, i don't know if i don't know if the animated mulan would be as well received now now no, as absolutely. It was 22 years ago because i'm watching this i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah well, of course of course i'll say this let's talk about likes before we talk about dicks likes likes fight scenes absolutely incredible i enjoyed it especially the way it flowed and i did see the thing I, I was like, okay, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I definitely felt like they're like, Ugh. but just the fight, the, 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 I mean, there was multiple fight scenes that I was like, wow, that's impressive, and visually, you could tell this was made for, um, you know, for like a movie theater. You could tell like 
some mm-hmm. of the the, the 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 pan shots and the and the long shots. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. was meant for like a big you know, screen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, like, damn, it's a shame that you know you couldn't view it on that to totally capture it. The colors of the phoenix. You know, just so many different things. I'm like, yeah, that was meant for, you know, being in a movie theater, paying it 22 bucks, and being like, wow, just by looking at the screen. So, visually, fantastic. So, now let me ask this, before we go into plot and all that stuff. What were the problems? So, um, for me, like, okay. I'm sorry, Mike. You, you may go. No, I was just about to say, I, for me, like I said, it, a lot of it is just that um, they had... It was a lot of things. Like for instance, it was uh, they attempted to make it like a quadruple threat. Like it's a fantasy kung fu movie. It was war epic. It's a kids flick, and it's an ode to female empowerment. But I think, like I said, they they weren't able to hold on to those ideas for any long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part, I, I felt like it didn't do justice to itself because it, it wasn't able to fully fulfill everything that it was trying to do. Um, and therefore, it only partially filled all of the things. Okay. Um, so, so you're saying Jack was Master of None? Yeah. You know, okay. I, so, like I said, as much as I enjoyed it, it's just that I found a, a, a fault with it. Okay. Robin Boy? The only real thing I had a little bit of trouble with was their system of chi. It wasn't really well explained, you know? Because they say... No, they just they, left it that. They were like, oh, everyone has chi. But then, you know, you got a witch who's doing magic and shape shifting and stuff using chi. But then it's considered evil when she does it. I I don't get it. I, I don't get it. You know, like, like, give us a little explanation, you know, just just a little. Well, they, well, they, they, well they, I think they didn't like the idea of magic in general. That that was the general thing. Like the, what she's doing, I guess, falls closer to the realm of magic. But they were just saying that the chi, everyone has it. It's just that. You need to settle yourself and construct. That's what they were saying, like with the with the fighting. You need to settle yourself and and learn to to flow with it. And most people just can't do that. I mean, now granted, yeah. the witch has it to an insane level, but you know that's what she does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say the things I definitely didn't, um, enjoy. Number one, the villains were very throwaway, very throwaway. Disney Disney slash Marvel, you know, one on one, make a make a, a forgettable villain, <laughs> and, and, and and dispatchable. Because you're like, oh, you know, they're, they're giving a little fight, and then I don't want to get to the end, but you know, how, how they're handled, I'm like, that's it. So I was very disappointed in that. Also, and I th- and I went back and forth in my head with this. The fact, and, and Mike says, well, you know, people were mad because there were no songs. My thing is this: if you originally started <laughs> making it a musical, and I hate musicals, if you know the cap, I hate musicals. But if you get, there's very few musicals that I like. If you turned around and said, we're gonna redo Greece. And Greece has no songs? What the fuck is the point? No, there there were no songs, but if you listen There's closely, none. if you no, listen No, there were references, but that was not that no, cute. If you like, listen I'm to the to score, if you listen to the score, there they use a lot of uh, melodies from the cartoon. Oh, they did. Absolutely, but my thing is that's not a musical, that's score. No, no, ob- obviously, obviously, but this isn't a I mean, musical. They try to be cute. Yeah. They try to be cute, but my thing is, you know, you're talking about there's some properties that you're like, okay, well, that can stand on its own is not a musical. Mulan was made to be a musical, you know, and that's how it became popular. So you're gonna turn around and say, okay, here's a live action, well, and you're like, 
have to understand this is Disney's version of Mulan because there have been first of all Mulan right, as a yeah. story has been it's been literally I think it was made into a movie in like 1927 that, or something that's like that. That's correct. It has yes. been around for for nearly a hundred years. So yeah, we're talking about this Disney generation. didn't invent Mulan. Like, yeah, but, but I'm just saying. So like, but Disney made a musical, but it's not like it had to be a musical. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. It's a musical, but <laughs> you know, I mean, like like for instance, there there's Cinderella, is a musical. But the live-action Cinderella wasn't, and no Cinderella. one sat there and complained about it. Oh, I <laughs> you know? oh, oh, you didn't ask me. You know? <laughs> I complained. No, but no, no, but I'm saying, but I'm, yeah, but I mean, this one is getting complained about. Cinderella did not get complained about. Every, you know, everyone's reading. I'm like, you. That was, that was <laughs> they never internet. claimed they were making a shot for shot. Yeah, they weren't. It wasn't a shot for shot remake. You know, they they said that this is live-action Mulan, and, and that's that also, what you got. And that also <laughs> could know? be because Cinderella was done in 1940. What? 1950 what? So people haven't really watched Cinderella, but Mulan people have grown up on. People have watched it, you know, in its original run or when it came out. You know, it's more, you know, people are going to hold that a little bit more near and dear to their heart yeah, because I, they watched it. I can't stop singing yeah, the songs that, but, to but this day. Right, but at the same time, though, that's not the movie's fault. Like I said, because it's it's not the same movie. It, it just isn't. It, you know, it's, it's the same characters. It's the same idea. It's the same folklore. It's just not the same movie because why would you you know it, it's funny um, it's funny because it's like okay well i'm with you mike because you're right if you're redoing something you're making it twist now you're making it different now you're watching it a slightly different movie which is what you want to achieve but then it's funny because we've talked about um re, re reimagining movies and and oh re um revamping movies and rebooting movies and when do you we bring up certain things you've done in other movies when do you not it's interesting because then you get this kind of reaction. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, um, like I said, this one is actually about Mulan herself, as opposed to the other one where she's a piece of like like for instance, I was because I was just watching the animated version an hour and a half before we're doing this podcast. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, I yeah. So I really and the thing is, I, at one point, I do want to actually find the script to the animated version. She barely talks in that movie, and yes. if you watch it again, you will realize right. she barely talks. It's her movie. She yeah. barely talks in it. You know, yep. so I'm like, already you've got a huge problem right there. Like she's the focus of the movie, but somehow she isn't the focus of that movie. You know, so there's even like like the part in the animated film, like when she's in the the in the river shower, I mean cleaning off, and then all the guys show up and da da da. da. So she says a couple of things, and, and you learn nothing about her either. That's the other thing too. Like right. so you learn nothing about her when she really talks that much. She's there, she's just trying to get away, but once she leaves that scene, she gets out of the, the water with those guys, sneaks away. She doesn't talk again for almost seven minutes of a film. And then the next thing she says is, oh. <laughs> and then she says something else <laughs> later. And I'm like, holy shit, this woman barely ever talks. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's just really interesting that I think a lot of people's, even when they watch it, I think their memories changed right. this movie. For okay, them. I can see that. <laughs> I can know? totally see what you're saying. Absolutely. Let me ask you this question. Speaking about Milan, do you feel like she was overpowered? Do you feel like she was OP? Um. For, I mean, like, well, she certainly wasn't, she wasn't uh, Xi'an Yang. Um, <laughs> I mean, could they have pulled it back some? I'm trying to think. Would it have made the movie better or worse? Uh, um, if they made, if they made I, a more of a grinder versus, you know, like, I can kick arrows and look at me and, you know, I'm doing this in, in the village. But yet nobody knows who the fuck I am when I show up for the army. But I'm doing shit in the village. That shit would be not doing about. magic. She's she's just doing stuff that's like, and even the family kind of tries to downplay because you see the village doesn't like it. They right. see it as a form of again. That's when you learn they see it as a form of magic, and 
and witchcraft. you're talking about these old time villages. So yeah, uh, yeah, of witchcraft, and they don't they don't talk about it. They just shun her, and there's, there's a difference. This is because remember, she's not walking on water. She's not, you know, lifting her to She's just doing, you know, but she's my, just doing like really my, remarkable acrobatic my, my things, and the village is not happy about it. But she's doing shit that fucking that, 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 that you poo pooed on when it came to um, what's his name? Oh man, um, why am I losing his name? Um, Avengers, um, the Archer. Um, you can do it. Come Hawkeye. on, Kat. There you go. Hawkeye, you got it. Thank she's, you. She's doing what? She's doing she's what with Hawkeye? Shit, like she's kicking arrows in midair. Are you fucking kidding me? She, again, again. She. This is a folklore, and she's using chi. This is this is not comparable to Hawkeye, who is an average person with no abilities doing the same thing. That's a big difference. <laughs> you know, that's like, like, say, like, too, that, that, that's like saying, that's like saying like, oh, there's two guys. How come that one Jesus can walk on water, but that other man can't? Well, they're not the same. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> you know, everyone has chi. Right. And if but they the, the think is, in it and listen to it and. But the question is, she um, overpowered? Overpowered? I don't. I don't think so. It's not like, she, like okay, that's bullshit, or that that crosses the line, or that's a little bit too much. Hey. Or is it, okay, no, her power set is. I don't think she. No, no, she she never did anything that was out of the ordinary of things we've seen her do. It wasn't like, for instance, like she didn't she didn't pull a ray and then like she pulled down the mountain on those people, like you know. Literally, she did nothing more than just fight well, like really well, and obviously. Um, like I said, it's wuxia. It's, it's a wuxia form of fighting. So like, it's very ballet, acrobatic, and wire oriented. She did nothing more than that. She's just better at it than the other people. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. but think about it. Like, Badani, Badani Yen's character, he could do that. You know, and even the emperor, yeah. because again, yeah. he's you know he had focus. Like the emperor is whipping out cloth left and right. He was oddly overpowered, because like, he's like literally like here's my forever extending handcuff. I mean, of, 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 of fabric that'll flip you up in the air and slap you around. And I'm like, okay, at least she's not doing that. Okay. <laughs> you know? okay. That's why I didn't mind what she was doing. All right. When, when he Problem. did that, I was like, I got to get me some chi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he came back and he came back with cheddar. That's right. He didn't know how to spell chi. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I well, how did you feel about it? Some Do you feel like she's OP or no? Um, she's no one punch man, so not really. Well, the, one punch man is the <laughs> ultimate. In OP, shout out to Mike D. I told him to listen to this podcast and see if he does it. Um, but definitely not One Punch Man. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about um, the supporting cast? Mike brings up an excellent point about watching, you know, watching the original and watching, you know, the live action. How do you feel that the love, the, the quote unquote love interest, and the, the 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 other parts of her crew, how were they treated? Do you feel like? They added to the movie. They could have been eliminated. You know, you mean you mean crew crew person number one. Now that part, they just they were like, yeah, we're not really interested in anyone in your crew. <laughs> and I felt that that was a disservice, not because of disservice to the original, just it was a disservice to these other characters. Like you didn't really get much build on any of the other characters. And the character that was um, Li Shang uh, from the original was basically broken up into uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was broken up into Commander Tung and uh, and uh, um, Hong uh, Hong Hui. You know, yeah. they were broken up between those two. Um, so they, you know, and even Danny, uh, Donnie Yen didn't get a lot of play either um, to build his character. Um, the most you got was, uh, and I thought, but I thought the uh, I thought the actor, um, excuse me, I thought uh, 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 Yosan An that that played um, Chen Hong Hui, uh, he did a good job of trying to convey 
the 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 uncomfortable not uncomfortable is not the very word I want the the underlying feelings and stuff like that because it's really weird that uh, Li Shang is is hailed in, in many of the LGBTQ communities is like you know oh he's like this bisexual character da 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 and it's like again I just watched the movie and again maybe people's memories of it have for, um, have changed and clouded and then even if they watch it again they see it a different way but in the cartoon he shows no interest to Milan until after it's revealed that she's a woman. He's only grateful that he saved that she saved his life, right? Right. But I mean, right. that's it. Like that's that, that's the because otherwise he just usually gives her a hmm and walks past. It, it's not until he saves her life that he actually gives her a look like, you know, you saved my life. I owe you, you know, I owe you kind of a thing. And then after that, it was right after that she's revealed to be a woman, and that's when you know he, he's you know you get and the then whole wood, thing. like right wood. Yeah, yeah but, but you, know, you know, I mean, granted, in that in the animated, it was just like ridiculous. He went from not caring about it to like following her home and madly in love with her. But the point was, I didn't see where they were talking about him, this bisexual thing. He had no interest, as opposed to the live action where, um, you know, um, Hong Hui had no idea who Mulan was. And you could see that he was uh, attracted to Hua, Hua Jun, that she called herself. Right. Like there was an attraction there. So that was different. And I thought he handled it well. And I thought they, the way he portrayed the character, I thought was really interesting because it wasn't anything too one way or the other. Okay. It wasn't like too fawning. It wasn't too like, oh, I'm in the closet. Kind of. It wasn't anything. It was just like, you could tell he had genuine feelings for this character. And then he's like, oh, and you happen to be a woman too? I can now tell mom and dad. <laughs> you know, like, so wait, wait. So you're saying it's not like um, Ready Player One status of, of attraction? Uh, where, uh, what? Are we talking about Ready Player One? Talked about people fawning over somebody they like and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, no. This this was this was definitely a little bit more. Right. You can imagine this in real life, like you know, in real life, because I mean, they met under like you know, not hostile, but just kind of like you know, poking fun at each other, kind of you know, and and a little bit, little bit slight animosity more from her because she's trying to be quote unquote a man, um, kind of a thing. But then he be appreciates man. what he thinks. I mean, he he you know he, he appreciates her as a man. And then kind of you can see you can see he's grown to like this character, even though it's another guy. And then even once it's revealed as a woman, he's not like, oh, you know, like he's just like, yeah. oh, I just happen to like you. And that's what I liked about it. That's how you realize it's portrayed. He happens to like who he liked. So okay. I would definitely feel that he's done probably probably one of the better screen produ um, productions, at least for a, a Disney film of like maybe a bisexual character, because you could tell it's like. It wasn't, I only like a guy. It wasn't, I only like women. It was just like, oh, I still like you just as much. <laughs> no, that's a good point, Mike. I didn't even think about it that way. Ralphie Boy, what did you think about the supporting cast that was um, surrounded by Mulan? Do you feel like they were disserviced by their portrayal in the live action? Do you feel like they were adequate? Talk to me. I feel that, I don't know. At, at times, because like towards the beginning, well, the biggest role that they played is at the very end where they have like uh you know that small little fight scene that then they cut away to Mulan and and the Emperor's fight so mm -hmm. throughout the whole training sequence even then like you can see there are moments where they're getting along with each other and and Mulan is trying to do everything to like distance herself from them while right by uh taking those long uh night shifts and, and not showering <laughs> oh my god yeah that's funny that got me thinking like damn how long is she not taking a shower like, yeah, yeah we don't know like, but okay that's right but but what got me though is that i'm like they're talking to her like oh when they when they finally when she finally realized okay i need to shower kind of thing they're like 
you really stink. But I'm like, she's been sleeping next to some guy every night. Like, like, like no one's commented until now. How badly you stink, <laughs> you know? And, and she never thought like, well, if I just sneak away somewhere and just, I mean, like when it rained that night, I was like, yeah, you better just start cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's let's talk about how. Um, actually, real quick before I talk about the villains, um, and this is just me because I like I like the original movie. Do you feel like oh, what was the use of Milan having a sister? I felt like they were gonna make that useful, and they didn't. That's I think it was for the. I think it was for the. No, I think it was just for um, a more emotional impact, family wise, because in the other movie, it's just kind of like, oh, our daughter's gone, we miss her, you know, da da da. Here, it's kind of like you know. We, you know, we're still trying to keep the honor of the family kind of a thing. We still have a fallback. It also gives a feeling of, um, it also lets her, I think for the movie, it allows her to be herself. And yet at the same time, the family can still have a traditional family, you know, like life. I think it kind of adds that way. Okay. You know, they added the, they added the daughter, but then got rid of the grandmother. Yeah. yeah yes. Yes. I did notice that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, what do you feel about um, the sister? Do you feel like, you know, what use do you feel like they, they added a sister? I uh, I feel like it's against the law because uh, they, they were only supposed to have one child. Do, do they not, not know then. the law? Do they not know not the back law? Then. No. <laughs> not back then. Oh my god. <laughs> um, no, I I thought it was uh, it, it gave uh, Mulan more sense of responsibility because she wasn't just doing this for herself. You know, she was doing it for her family. Right. So and and it's, she's doing it for her sister as well. So that way. Um, her sister can find uh, someone and the honor that Mulan brings to the family would help her sister as well. Yeah. And also, I think it also helps um, the fact that you get a comparing, you get the sister that is following traditional uh, female rules in society. And that, because now you can actually see how Mulan sticks out so, because so in her own that, family, she's different, you know? So you, they use her basically as just a position. I think so. I mean, I feel I that she's, so. that, I mean, you know, but you know that's, the, that's the big I thing. Mean, if you're just using her for just the position, you could have had a neighbor do that. You know, like, like introduce the sister. She said, like, three lines. And that was it. I'm like, yeah. But, but see, I think that's the difference, though. If it was a neighbor, though, then it's like, for instance, just like if, if you know, your neighbor, if someone's comparing your neighbor's kid to your kid, you're kind of like, eh, who gives a fuck? But when it's within the family now, now it's, you're not like your sister. Why can't you be more like your sister? You know, your sister, your sister, right. Your sister is bringing honor to this family. Right. You are not like, that's, that's what she was there for. But like I said before, they had all of these things. They just never fully developed any one of those items. And that's another one they didn't fully develop. Absolutely. You know? I was kind of disappointed in that. Cause when I, I knew once I saw the sister, what they were trying to do, especially because she was like, right. what are you doing? Milan? I was like, okay, they're, they're trying to make it. This is the, this is the, the one that's following the traditions and all that stuff. And Milan, right. and Milan is like, you know, dancing to the beat of her own drum, but they didn't do anything with the sister after that. I'm like, okay. Right. You know, so I was, mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed in that, you know, so I kept that in mind. But let's go to the villains. Wait, Talk wait. waste. Before that. Yeah, what's up, bro? She's a drummer too? What? Damn, that girl can do yeah. everything. Holy shit, man. She drum, can. She was in Drumline. Fuck Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, love that movie. Every time it comes on cable, I can't hey. stop watching it. She, um, she must have been using that chi if she beat Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to go there because Chi, Mariah Carey, I had a joke there somewhere, but I can't find it. So, um, villains. How do we feel about the villain treatment? Because one thing we know and one thing that 
we've all talked about when it comes to Marvel, which is a subsidiary of Disney, is that they have a tendency of throwing away villains, of making the villains almost in- inconsequential. Do you feel like that was the case in this movie? Especially Extremely with the so. Oh, yeah. I mean, the villain, again, this was Mulan's tale. I mean, it just really was her story. Um, I definitely think uh, Bori Khan was not interested. I mean, he, he served the purpose of being a villain. Um, and the thing is, though, before any, and not meaning you guys, but before anyone out there gets like, yeah, because the original, he was not any more interesting in the original. It was a different character right. name. He, 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 he didn't, he wasn't like, um, and I can't think of a, like Jabbar. He wasn't plotting things in the backseat and da 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 and causing this anguish for our main character. He's not he's the bad our guy. typical, but he wasn't, our, even in the animated, he wasn't a typical uh, Disney villain who's usually conniving and, and, and all this other stuff. So even in the original, he wasn't an interesting villain, and here he right. was equally as uninteresting. And Xian Yang, um, she served to show the other side of Milan, like the, 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 the evil Milan. Like, you know, if, you know, a woman that, still went to the beat of her own drum, but yet was shamed for it. And instead of learning lessons and rising above, she turned evil, hateful, and murderous. So she's the flip side of Milan. But like that wasn't, again, one of the things you brought it up, but you didn't delve into it enough. So that by the time you get her, her redemption, you don't feel it. Like you're just like, you understand her redemption and her death from it, but you don't feel enough to care. Like, wow, that was right. And like, wow, she learned something. It's like, yeah, you kind of redeem yourself, lady. Okay, I'll take an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ralph? Yeah, I, I feel that... Um, was it Bori Khan you said was the name? Uh, Bori Khan is the, the guy. Like, he... In the in the animated, uh, he had less lines than Mulan. You know, and so he wasn't really interested Barely, there. Yeah. <laughs> it was prominent, much, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But in the, and there he was Sean Yu, just in case you wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. and then... Uh, and this one, he just—it it, kind of seemed more like um, the uh, what was the woman's name? Xian Lang. Xian uh, Yang. Xian Yang. You're making Mike work. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I've, I've got perfect. this dental science now. I noticed <laughs> you have. I noticed. You have. Um, she—it—it it almost seemed like she was the boss. You know, like she was behind right. everything and 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 uh and moving things forward. And then towards the end, it was just that um sort of you know how like she's the puppet master and 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 the dude is and burger Khan is um is the puppet, the puppet on the strings and towards <laughs> the end it's just that he he breaks his strings and says you know you're not controlling me anymore. i'm gonna do my own thing and that's when uh she does her flip right. so well, i mean see for me though it's like the one good move that they had because She's so amazingly overpowered yes. compared to any human, yes. to any normal human, was that I did like the scene, which unfortunately, again, they didn't delve into and they didn't use it well enough, is when she, early on, she turns around on Bori Khan and she grabs him by the neck and she was like, I could kill you. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, cause, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's great because that does make sense. It's like, you are this superiorly strong, amazing person. Why are you following this guy? And you don't really get an answer other than like, you know, how I, I found you a sniveling dog. And, uh, you know, it's like that really doesn't answer why she's still following him. And they never give you a real reason. But like, I did like that because it's like, yeah, but you gave me no answer as to why. But yes, why is she not in charge? You know, and then you almost would think like Ralph was saying that, oh, maybe she's the puppet master. It's like, nope, she's just, she's just the. And then, and then you could tell like they intentionally used language 
that you knew was just going to piss her off. Right. Like, yeah, she works for me. Yeah, you're my sniveling dog on a leash. And, and I'm like, dude, you're only going to end up either getting killed by her or at least getting turned on by her. You do see that, right? <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. Can you believe she's 54? What? Who? Who, uh, Gong Li? The witch, yeah. Gong Li? Yeah. yeah. Um, she's like supposedly she's um like one of the top actors in China. Like, I can yeah, I think it. she's like won like four different awards and stuff like that. Like she's like one of their top actresses or something like that. But okay. Um. And, uh, by the way, you're saying like I loved. I mean, and both, they're both over the top. But like, I'm sorry, animated versus live action. The live action matchmaker. She. She. She <laughs> just. She. She. She would have ruined the the animated woman. She would have made her cry. <laughs> you know. Yes. Absolutely. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your whole family. Dishonor. <laughs> I just uh, that, that was a good thing. I did like that though. Um how do you guys feel about the way they brought it to a climax to have Milan kind of save the army and then you know like I mean after she reveals herself to be a female and then how quickly they were quickly able to like follow her lead you know, to, to be able to save the day. How did you guys feel that, about that? The, the cheese factor of her friend, I mean, granted, they are her friends and we get that, but that when they actually said like, I believe Mulan, I believe Mulan, I believe, I'm like, all right, guys, you could have just all huddled together and go, we believe her. <laughs> <laughs> like that one, I was just like, all right, it's a little bit annoying. Um, and it was, it was fine. Like, I mean, that, the, the trend, the, to make that transition happen, it made me cringe. Because that's the scene that made it happen. Yes. After that, I was after that I was fine again. You know, for the most part with the movie. After that, but that accepting her was just cringeworthy. Well, between the accepting her and the climax, I mean, like, like you get to this whole we're gonna take down, you know, you know, all the enemies, and I'm like, they're so powerful. But wow, they went down pretty fast. <laughs> I mean, you, well, you figure the other fighters are just you know good fighters of like that. I mean, now granted, we didn't see a lot of that. Now that, especially in the close quarter, that would have been an amazing fight yes. scene to have seen. That, that made me mad that we didn't get that, especially when when um what when what Jojo Yubari's like great 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 ancestor showed up with a ball and chain from Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh is that is that your like forefather? <laughs> you know when he showed yeah. up, I was like get Uma Thurman in here. She will mm. kick everybody's ass. Mm. She's going to take all your arms and legs. <laughs> you know? Well, you know the reason why um they were able to prevail against the invaders, right? Is because they were as swift as a coursing river. They had the force of a great typhoon. And oh they had the strength of a raging fire. Plus, they were as mysterious as the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Because they're man. They were men. Wow. They can be wow. a man. That, that could happen. Stop. Okay, stop it. <laughs> so how did you feel about the climax, Ralph? Um, I had to light a cigarette afterwards. What are we talking about? No, no, <laughs> not that. Way, not that climax. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I do wish that that final, <clears throat> that final scene where they're fighting in the corridor, if if it would actually had been shown, would have been nice, and <clears throat> the, uh, just how everything was gonna end, it, it was like very. It was, it was predictable. Just the simple fact that you knew that yeah. w once he picked up that arrow, you're like, okay, I know what's gonna happen. He's gonna catch. Right. Uh, he's gonna catch the arrow. He's gonna throw it back. He's gonna try to catch it, and we won't catch him. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, right. I got it. Oh yeah. You, you yeah. could have come yeah. up I mean, with I, something I thought... more interesting, 
But okay, this is what we're gonna go with. You you mean something as interesting as having him blasted into a tower full of fireworks and literally blown into many pieces? As the animated version was, yep. People skim over that. They're like, yeah, like, I love that. Was violent. I'm like, he was blown up in the original. <laughs> no <laughs> blood. No um, blood. But, yes, I, but yeah, exactly. But um, and I, I definitely felt, you know, a little cheated. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I mean, at the same time, he was never a threat. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, like he's the big bad guy. But like, like I said, I mean, like we all know, Xian Yang would have been a better threat. But I don't agree with a lot of people yelling like she should have been the ultimate villain no her character was to be the way her character was they just needed to build bori khan as a better villain right <laughs> not know. not make not make um the phoenix um the main villain make the main villain stronger right yes right. I, I just definitely yeah. Yeah, i definitely think that that xiang yang should have been who she is better fleshed out but that bori khan mm -hmm. should like in other words like i think what would have helped is if uh xiang yang and bori khan were quote unquote equals, meaning, and I put, I put it in quotes only because he would have then been backstabbing her, of course, right? Uh, because again, which would have played into the movie's theme of a man trying to overpower a woman because she's yeah. asserting her, her authorities. So that would have been great, and then you, therefore you would have built up her character, given more backstory, and then you would have been fleshed him out as well, and then whatever okay. has come up and would be, you know, I think yeah. that would have been a better play of the two characters, so that she could still have her redemption. Right. But we get more information right. about her, and he could then have been an even worse villain, uh, you know, than he yeah. was. Yeah. Um. How do How do we feel? About, I'm sorry, Ralph. You gonna say something? You gonna add? I was just gonna say that if they ever decide to make uh, a movie on Jiang uh, Liang, I would definitely watch that. Really? I would definitely watch it if, if it's a really like if they flush out the story good, just to see because like it, I I. I, I would like to see, like, a good, like, you know, villain movie, you know, just, like, the rise of her to this, like, to see all the stuff that she does, the stuff, the, the circumstances that drive her to that position. I would love to see that. Sure. Why not? I mean, because it doesn't have to be related to Milan. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be, like, Milan, the young youngster. Like, it would just, no. you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, roughly, I mean, it would probably make an interesting story if you wrote it well. Because it would be about, again, it would be about a woman that's trying to make it up, but here is how she's literally always being put down and cut down. I mean, right. yeah, why not? Okay. And Let me but, ask by the way, what did, what did we think of Agent May showing up? Oh, I was, waiting for, I, was <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, this is a S.H.I.E.L.D. operation. They've really been going through time. <laughs> I was watching it with Troy, and Troy pointed that out. I was like, oh, Luke was there. When, when I saw <laughs> that, I was like, who called the cavalry? Who, <laughs> Seriously. Did you call the cavalry? Who did that? I'm like, like she, she would have kicked everybody's ass. You know, you want to talk about a woman that that channels her chi in the Agents of Ooh, Shield? Shit, she, her fight, those fight scenes in that damn show are so good. Just, to, just to be off topic still for a second, they are that. so good. I still gotta watch um, it. Yeah, especially her fight scenes. Her fight scenes yeah. are so well choreographed. Yeah, the, so well. You know. The last season. So in, not a big spoiler, but in the last season, something happens uh, had happened to her, so she loses all emotion, right? And she's able okay. to channel other people's emotions. So there's a fight scene where she's fighting someone who's angry at her. So that makes her angry as well. So it's oh, so, so the fights are very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely good. But I mean, you know, of course, you know, of course, you know why they brought her in. They brought her in as a as a um, more of like a, a non ceremonial passing the torch. Yeah, because she was the original voice of Mulan. Right. Yeah. yeah. That so 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 the member she introduces this is Mulan. Right. <laughs> you know? I, I did like that once. I figured out. I said, like, "Oh wait, that's why she was the, the original voice." Like, oh, I see what they did there. 
Nice. Yeah, they're passing her off. Yeah. That it was good. good. And I love seeing her. I love her. Like, she's another one. Like, she's in her, I think, mid-50s now. She looks fantastic. She, she looks does. great. I can't even lie. Yeah. She does. That's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Let me add one more question before we go into tying this up and doing ratings and the, the stuff that we do. Um, how do we feel about the ending with um, how they treated Milan and her romantic lead and how they left that off? Did you feel it's appropriate? Did you feel like, you know, people mattered? How do you feel? I'm glad that they didn't, you know make it seem like she has to be with the guy you know i that that made me like yes fuck yes why why does she have to go with this guy and and say that she fell in love with him let her still accomplish she's she's young she she has a lot to do let her find her way before she has to find a husband that's the whole point of the story you know that she doesn't have to stick with tradition well that's why when you asked me what i liked about the movie i said it is a movie about her and it's about her being herself it's not about her being dependent on a man to make her life you know um and that i really liked it because it it doesn't she didn't push him away mm-hmm. she didn't take him in like thank god someone's gonna marry me now i can be a, a real human being she's like eh, you know well basically she's like we'll see where this goes kind of a thing i i really like that it ending because it like i said it's the closest that i've seen especially in a disney i can't even think of any disney where the the quote unquote strong female character actually is a strong female character. I will say this: you know, there's a lot she's of but not a ball, but not a ball buster. Right. So they didn't do that wrong. I think she they I think she, they represent. Yeah. yeah, I think they represented an independent, uh, capable woman well for a PG thirteen Disney film. I feel personally. Okay. You know, it's funny. There's a lot of things, and and I do have my biases because I love the original, and there are things that I wanted to see in this one. I felt like I was you know led astray or kind of like you know like bamboozled, but I did like that. By the end of this movie, I was like, you better not fucking go with this guy. And the fact that the way she did it, I was like, okay, I can, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I could, I could co-sign that. So I definitely like that. And, and it's oh, funny. Yeah. And also, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, go ahead. No, no I was about to say, because you know, I'm just trying to remember. So she also, she also doesn't verbally take the offer as well, right? To become the guard. Like we just assume she will, right? Yeah. Because right. she doesn't say, yes, I'm going to do it, right? She, she takes the sword. Yeah. And then just like. And the the guy She's looking at the sword and moving with it or something, yeah, right? The guy goes, okay. um, the emperor really hopes you take up his offer, and then she just right. looks at well, him. No, he no, he said like didn't he say like the emperor is waiting uh, for your your decision or something like that? No, no, no. He's he goes the did emperor. He? Oh, okay. He says like the emperor really hopes that you will take him okay. up on his offer and join him in in the in the in the city. Right. But, like, but I'm saying that she didn't refuse, nor did she accept. I think yeah. you just, but the way she looked at the sword, you're like, she probably will, you know, um, which of course would be great because I mean, that's her life. I mean, that's what she wants to do. She wants to, you know, she loves China. She, she, she loves her people and she loves, she loves being a warrior and that's yeah. fine. Like I like, I like the father. That's another thing too. Like, you know, with the father, he's just like, I should have seen you for who you were. You know, he's like, well, no, he said something like, he didn't know because I'm a warrior and I should have like seen that in you too, is basically what he was saying. Right. Because you know, a warrior should know another warrior. And he apologized for not knowing. And I'm like, I thought that was really wonderful. It okay. wasn't just like, I'm happy my daughter's back and, and life will be great now. Kind of, no, it's just like he, he acknowledged like, you are who you are. And I should have seen that and loved that, not just loved you. What? Yeah. And I really liked that. You know, do you think that the uh, adding of the fourth virtue was a little cliche? It was a bit. I felt, uh, you know, I mean, it worked for the movie, but but it was. It was yeah, you know. I'm glad you said it because I, yeah. I know I'm the one hater of this movie, but not hater, but you know, yeah. the, the, the naysayer. 
but I'm glad you said it. Yeah, it definitely felt cliche. Flips it over. There's a fourth virtue. And the first the part that gets me is it's one character. And then some, I think it was her father or her mother looked at it. What does it say? Loyalty you can read it as much as she can. It yeah. like devotion to family. Yeah. Not loyalty, devotion. But it was just like, you can read it just as clearly as she can. It's just one character. <laughs> he, he just, he didn't have his reading glasses on. <laughs> right, sure. That's, that's all the old folks think. They want you to read shit to be like, oh, you're right. Yeah, I am right. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Um, I just uh... I just want to add, I finally remember what movie I had seen her in. She was in uh, The Forbidden Kingdom with also Jet Li and Jackie Chan. And, oh, okay. Uh, that makes oh, sense. okay, cool. She, she played... Which person are you talking about? Uh, Mulan, the, the Louis. Oh, okay. How you say her name? Uh, Yifei uh, Liu. Yeah. So yeah, she. she well, played... actually, well, technically, it'd be it would technically be Liu Yifei because that's in Chinese would be that direction. But go ahead. Right. She plays um Sparrow. The young oh, girl. Okay. I don't remember the movie well enough. I just, I know I've seen the movie, but I don't remember it. The Forbidden Kingdom is a movie that whenever it is on, I drop everything and then I watch it. It, it is. Oh, it's like me and wow. Greece. Got it. Yeah. Greece. Yeah. That's that's why Ralph was a bad orderly at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, they, so I, many patients hit the ground. We need an IV. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like you don't know how many like times they would just play it over and over again. It's like someone was setting me up to fail. It was ridiculous. It could have been me. It could have been yourself. <laughs> could have been me. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm infallible. I'm infallible. Yeah, infallible or infallible? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> a little well, bit of well, both. Actually. Let's just, let's just put it this way, Ralph. The, we can put no monetary value to Ralph, so therefore he's worthless. Oh man! It sounds about right. It sounds about right. Oh my goodness! Okay, let's do it, gentlemen. Let's talk about it. Let's rename this film. Ralph, do you think you're ready, or do you need me to go first? You can go first. I'll give you the honor. You got it. Okay, Ooh. I'm gonna go with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Meta. That's what I'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> and not that I don't like that movie I just kind of like things to stand on their own and I'm like okay so it took a lot from there so it just reminded me of it too too much distracted me a little bit Ralph okay. I'm gonna call it fight the power with chi power Ooh. wow <laughs> do you even know that song fight the power yeah of course who sang it oh who made it isn't it run DMC no public enemy ah I was close no, you're yeah, not. Some black, no, you're not. Some black, some black people that made songs. Right, thank exactly. You, like, so, no. Yeah, it's DMC's early eight, early to mid eighties. Public Enemy's late eighties, early nineties. Two totally different. Anyway, it's all the Mike, same. It's all music. It's not the same. Oh my god. Anyway, it is the me because I don't care either way. I know. I thought I didn't ask you. I mean, I know the song, but I could care less. Anyway, Mike, renaming the film. Uh, Mulan. Don't ask. Don't tell. Don't shower. <laughs> Sounds about right. I like that one. All right, let's go for it. <laughs> Ratings for Mulan, the live action version. Ralph, you're up. I give it seven. Is that Phoenix real? Out of ten. <laughs> okay. Like, because you know the Phoenix I'm... is flying in okay. the sky, and you're like, okay, is she hallucinating right now, or, or are they trying to say? There is a guardian spirit that's watching over her. Those colors were trippy. I can't even lie. Yeah. I was like, well, it was her ancestor. It was her ancestor. But when that 
thing flipped up behind her and then paused with the wings out and made it like you know angelic i was like all right we went a little far there yeah (laughs) at the very end i was like all right we've reached our limit on that she must be hitting those hallucinogenic mushrooms really hard there you go i mean that's how you can fight i'm gonna give mulan live action six sisters that were added to the movie that shouldn't be there out of ten sister hater yeah, I know. I'm gonna reference that famous uh, uh, lake scene with her and uh, uh, Hong Hui. I give it seven and a half. Is that a canoe paddle in the lake with us, or are you just happy to see me? Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. All right, so there you have it. Live action Mulan. Some people love it. Other people say Disney should leave animated libraries alone. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. Geeks on the go. Now with the Rising Phoenix. <laughs> how, do, how does the movie be, is about Milan, but you freaking talk about the Rising Phoenix? Because I don't know if that shit was real or not. Was she hallucinating the whole time? Like, what the well, hell is going on? It's her ancestral. It watches over the family. Watch the damn movie again. But no one else. Right, like, there was a, she. The Phoenix was fucking flying over the battlefield. No one else said, holy shit, it's a fucking phoenix? Now it's we her know- chi. She's allowed to see it. Now we know how to fuck with Ralph. We're hanging out with Ralph, maybe at a bar, at a picnic, or just sitting down eating, and just, Mike, go up to Phoenix. Watch Ralph freak out. Yeah, we're like, is no one <laughs> seeing this? Phoenix, come out. That's, that's like, there's there's a, a show on Netflix called Magic for Humans, and one of the mm-hmm. episodes, he um, convinces someone that they're invisible. When they're not. So oh, that's just an idiot. That's just every, an idiot by that. Every, I thought it was Steven. <laughs> every, everybody around in the area is an actor, and they're playing along. So they know that the person's not invisible, but they're acting like they, that the person is. That's hard. That's and really hard. They went, the yeah. person was like going crazy thinking that they can't be seen. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, you, like I said, if you're over the age of five and you actually believe that, you're just an idiot. My brother was <laughs> um, Okay, guys. We all know the segment. I give quick questions, they give quick answers on all things geek, and we've made it under a minute enough times for me to not even have a disclaimer anymore, but we also have done it enough times for you to know that Rob's a fucking hater. Hey, 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 I got it tattooed on me. It says, it says hate, and then it has a picture of you, Cap, with a circle crossed out. As long as as you got the big head correct, you're good. Yeah, I had JP do it for me. Yeah, fuck, fuck. <laughs> we'll talk about JP in a second. Ready, set, go. Uh, okay. There yeah, there you go. Name a superhero slash geek movie that you paid to see in the theaters but wish you didn't. Mike. Jumper. Nick Fury should lose his other eye for being in that film. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that movie. The books Ralph. were much better. Um, Ralph. Kick-ass. Fucking kick-ass. Fucking You're kick-ass. bugging. You're bugging. Okay. Which format do you like your streamable services released all at once or weekly? Ralph. A little bit of both. Of course. Mike. Weekly. Learn some patience, you mofos. Of course you would say that. And what comic book word could be used as a test to see if someone was genuinely knows comic books? Ralph. It's it's two words, or I guess three words. Bags and boards. All right. And Mike. Web snappers. All right, and we got it under a minute. Yes, thank you very much. Web snappers. I thought somebody was gonna say Excelsior. Uh, uh, uh. 
No, no because everybody should know that. That's, that's, or, yeah, or, everybody should know that. Or, or, or all my stars and garters, you know, like you yeah. know, like things that you know, like only somebody who reads the actual comic would know. Or you can like, walloping, walloping web snappers works for me. Walloping web snappers, <laughs> yes. You, all right, you, you could do yeah. uh, bang pow, or the other one. What's the other one? Yeah, but that's just an effect that's in everything. Snick. Actually, just Ralph, snicked. Ralph, bring, Ralph, <laughs> Ralph brings that up. I'll, I'll, I'll just share something real quick. When I was younger, in my 20s, I dated this girl once, and she swore that she knew a lot about comic books, but would never talk about it. So I was like, really, girl? You don't know about comic books? She was like, please. You, you just don't want me to disappear on you like like um, Nightcrawler. Bam. I think I nutted right there. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I was like, "Wow!" Wait, wait. Do you mean at that time, or while you just told us the story? <laughs> Does it matter? I think you no, do. I guess not really. A little bit of both. Yeah. So that for me, that that was one. Of, that's what actually got that question going. Because I was like, "How could you prove if you're like a real comic book person? Like, what what the word are you like? Oh yeah, you read. Right. <laughs> if, if you know Good the sound job, effects, guys. you definitely read. Well, yeah. Ralph kept his his hate down to a dull roar, so that's pretty good. I want, Shout outs. I know you were feeling a little bit down, so I said, let me let me give you this one. Especially since okay, you made well, the question so easy, even a caveman can do it. Oh, come on. They, they were longer than usual, bro. What? They were. I'm not, I was reading those. I mean, when you were saying those questions, I'm like, well, this is going to be two minutes right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got it in a minute, so I, I guess I'm some kind of genius. Okay. Speed Shout Yeah, some kind of one. <laughs> well, if you're such a genius, you should know where they are. The shadows? No, I'm asking you guys. You guys are <laughs> independent thinkers. It's not like a slave mentality or hive mentality, you know. I independent like thinkers. Out. Ralph, what are you thinking about? I agree with it. <laughs> exactly. I would yeah. like to shout out everyone who has continued with us on this journey so far. We appreciate you, whoever you are, and we're glad you're listening. Even if you didn't start from the episode one, if you started episode 150, we appreciate it. If they <laughs> started from episode one, they're not listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, these guys are going to they're, they're hating us if they started with episode one. If you started on episode 150, go back and listen to episode 69. Oh, 69. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Tom. Big Tom. All right. Um, Mike, any shout outs? I want to shout out to everyone else that Ralph left out of his shout out, which was the other people. Yeah, that's them. No, to oh, everyone wow. is out there that's doing that's that's working hard, making the world a little bit better, trying to fight this down. That's moving towards a hopeful and positive November. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, but everybody that's out there just doing the right thing, please keep doing the right thing. Love each other and love us because we are amazing. We are so funny. Um, well, I am, and then there's Ralph and the cap. But anyhow, so love all of us, but me particularly. Thank you. That's all like the quick news intro. I believe in world peace and that everyone should just love me. You believe in bookending shit. We said in the beginning, we said at the end. I'm, I'm contractually uh, obligated to agree with Mike whenever he mentions November because we, that is like a holy month for us. And since mm -hmm. it's right, it's we we are technically like uh, mirror versions of each other because he's on the twenty first. You know, and I'm on the I 12th, was just telling somebody. So, I was just telling yeah. somebody that the other day. I said, you know, Mike and Ralph, and I talked about your birthdays being, you know, your dates being inverted. And I go, wait, they're the two extremes in the podcast. Oh shit, that makes so much fucking sense now. We're two <laughs> sides the of the same like, coin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Ralph is the I, I, Ralph is the mirror, and I'm the mirror cracked. 
<laughs> but, but wait, Mike, I thought you said black don't crack. What happened there? Uh, the mirror's not black. Otherwise, you couldn't see it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to shout out everybody that I typically shout out. Um, Tinkerbell hasn't listened in a while, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Um, South Carolina, haven't seen, haven't heard from her in a bit. Um, shout out to JP, who, you know, listens more than we realize. So I'm waiting for him to listen to this one and see what he says. Shout out to Tiffany, because I know Tiffany's a big Disney fan, and Disney, and she'll probably listen to this one as well. Shout out to Johannes, who's been listening again. Happy that we're producing a lot more in a lot more rapid fashion. Um, he's in a cabin Ooh. somewhere. Oh, in the woods? In oh, the woods. I know how that's going to end. <laughs> I got a question for Johannes. He might, he might get this. Are you Swedish? He knows what that means. Okay. All right, cool. Done. <laughs> and um, there was one more shout out I had. Oh man! Oh, shout out to um um King Coop, um uh, Mr. Cooper. That his birthday's um just passed. That's right. Woo! Happy former birthday! Yeah. I I, yeah, I now listen now, to the damn show for a change. I can now never forget his birthday because it's actually my mom's birthday as well. That's right. Oh, wow. That's right. Happy birthday to Ralph the Tech's mom. That's right. Happy, happy birthday, mom. She will never hear this. Never. <laughs> She's probably listening to the podcast all the time. That's why she looks at you with such shame. You've dishonored her whole family. Oh, Nino, you're not as funny as you're supposed to be. I, I love my mom, <laughs> but she doesn't even um, lock her phone when she puts it in the purse. She has an iPhone, uh, an iPhone XR, and she doesn't lock yeah. it. So she's constantly but, but, calling people from her purse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Okay, let's just put it this way. You think your mom doesn't listen to this podcast, but I guarantee you when she realizes that one day she leaves the house without her phone, she's going to come back and she's going to be like, Walton, web snappers, I forgot my phone. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's funny? When that happens, I will, you know, go to your house and bow down to your (laughs) Nostradamus-like fortune telling. Oh, now you're going to get Mike to try to do it. So, you know, but you know what? With that... With that Ralph's mom saying walloping web snappers, I'm going to end the show there because it seems perfect. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech drinking his clear whiskey, this is The Cap drinking Jim Bean saying keep it geeky. Guys, see you next time. Oh, and girls. Girls.